Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about 10 things to do outside of blogging to help grow your blog. You know, as bloggers, we tend to be at our computers a whole lot, writing, recording podcasts, making videos, and and we get stuck in this little tiny bubble trying to build a platform where we can create content, inspire others, and even change the world. Unfortunately, this can only take us so far, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Uh, In many ways, these other things outside of blogging can take our blog growth to the next level. They're helping me grow my online presence significantly, and I want to share them with you so you can do the same. That's what we're going to talk about today. All right, all right. We got so much to cover in this episode. Um, So there are three basic things we're going to do in this episode, just so that you can have an idea of what's going on. Um, First, I'm going to give some announcements, and then I'm going to take three questions that were called into the hotline. They were actually called in a while ago um, because I I, um, opened it up to do some Q&A episodes, but I'm going to be taking the rest of these questions in addition to any questions that get called into the hotline um, from now on, as usual, um, I'll be taking them and spreading them out uh, throughout the different episodes so we can get the questions, but we can also get to some some other content that I'm, I'm just excited to share with you. So first the announcement, then the three questions, then I'm going to talk about the 10 things that you can do outside of blogging to help grow your blog. But before we get into it, I want to let you know, of course, that this podcast is brought to you by my free videos at freebloggingvideos.com, where I show you how to start your blog today. So head on over there and start creating content to inspire others and even change the world over at freebloggingvideos.com. So let's get into our announcements. Announcement number one, numero uno. I am back from the country of Colombia and it was an experience. You know, if you didn't listen to one of the previous episodes where I I spoke about this, uh, my mom, who lives in St. Martin, was going to Colombia to get some medical treatment and she's actually still down there. She'll be there for a while and I wanted to go down just to be with her, to support her and all that good stuff. So I went down for about 10 days and it was a great experience, you know, to be there with her. But I also had three days before where I just had time to myself. 
and I shared in the last episode, um, uh, episode 111, some of the things that happened as a result of that. Um, but I'm back now. I will be going back on Thursday. So I'm here just for, you know, two more days. And then I'm leaving the country again to go back down to Colombia to be with her for another week. Um, so because of that, I'm not 100% sure if there will be a podcast episode next week. There might be, but there may not be. So if you come to listen to another episode and it's not there, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I knew not what I do. Okay, wow. That I just got a flashback. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, so next week, maybe episode, maybe not. Just be patient with me. If there is, I will send out a broadcast and let everyone know um, so that you can check it out. I'm hoping that there will be, um, but we'll see how it goes. That's announcement number one. Announcement number two, I'm going to be speaking at the Savvy Blogging Summit in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and that's going to be from June 20th to 22nd. Um, now, I don't think, I'm not sure, but I don't think I've ever been to Cincinnati. Um, but I'm excited to go there. I'm going to be talking about podcasting. Exactly what about podcasting? I'm not sure as yet, still working out the details. Um, but I am excited about being there. And I'm thinking, I'm, uh, for right now, I'm just thinking about doing a meetup in Cincinnati, Ohio. So if you are in the area or close enough that you would come by to Cincinnati and, and hang out for a little bit, um, I want you to let me know. And you can do that by coming to this ep the, the show notes for this episode at becomeablogger.com slash episode 112. And let me know in the comments. Let me know, hey, I live in Cincinnati. I'd love to be at a meetup or whatever the case might be. If I get two people, I'm going to do a meetup. If I get 200 people, I'm going to do a meetup. <laughs> I don't think I'll get 200 people. But um, I, you know, I just want to know if there are people in that area that listen to Learning with Leslie, that check out Become a Blogger, that be interested in doing a meetup. If so, let me know and we will work it out. I've never done one of these before, but I'd be happy, extremely happy uh, to, to do one and meet you in person if you live in that area. Also, if you want to find out about the Savvy Blogging Summit, just go to SavvyBloggingSummit.com. As I mentioned, I'm going to be speaking on the topic of podcasting, and I am excited to be doing that. Just a little bit about it. Um, let me come here to the website. Um, so it says here, with awesome speakers, practical sessions, and great networking opportunities, you'll be challenged every minute of the event to take your blog to new heights. From hobby bloggers who are looking to turn their blogs into a business to the seasoned six-figure bloggers, uh, there will be something for every level at the 2013 Summit. And I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm very good friends with one of the organizers, and we've been speaking about it for a while. And, um, yeah, it, it just seems like it, it, it's the type of conference that helps people that are blogging, but they want to really hone in on making their blog into a business, not just blogging for fun, um, which is which is a big part of it, but also how do you take care of the business aspects? How do you get sponsorships? How do you how do you monetize your blog? How do you optimize your blog for sales and conversions and all those types of things? So if you're interested in just coming to this session, um, just go to SavvyBloggingSummit.com. I would love, I would love to meet you there. 
Okay, so those are my two announcements. Um, let's then move on to the questions. So I have three questions that I'm going to take on this episode. Um, those questions, the first one is from Kathy Strand from LeanBodyWorks.com. Um, it's about AdSense. The second question is from Lucy Jennings. Uh, she has a question about feed blitz. And lastly, there's Tumi from Nigeria has a question about WordPress themes. So let's get to the first question from Kathy from LeanBodyWorks.com. Kathy, take it away. Hello, Leslie. Thanks for this opportunity. My name is Kathy Strand from Southern California. My website is LeanBodyWorks.com. And this is a follow-up question to a, a concern I had uh, way back before Christmas, and you answered it really beautifully, and it's concerning um, AdSense. And I got banned. And um, anyway, here's my question. I, I am willing to open a new account with my husband's name, for instance. That's not a problem. But my concern is, will they notice that Lean Body Works is a former website that I used before with a different account? Do you see where I'm going? I, I don't mind using a different name, but will there be other clues that will lead them back to this other account that is uh, banned and an AdSense band account, okay? I hope that's clear, and thank you again. Bye-bye. That is extremely clear. Thank you for calling it in, Kathy. I feel your pain. <laughs> I was banned from Google AdSense um, probably back in 1998 or 1999. And since then, they have never reinstated my account. I've um, tried to get it reinstated a few times and even a decade later, and they still wouldn't um, <laughs> uh, reactivate my account. So I feel your pain. I know exactly where you're coming from. Here's the thing. Um, you got to be careful with Google AdSense. These guys, they're smart, number one. Um, and once they, once they ban your account, it's just hard to get another one. I've heard of people that have gotten others. Um, but I did exactly what you did. I got an account in my wife's name, and, um, and that's the way I was able to start making money with AdSense again. Now, here's the thing. With Google AdSense, there's something that's called a Google AdSense sandbox, and there there are a bunch of them all over all over the web. And if you come back to this episode, I'll have a link to one in the show notes. So this is episode 112. So becomeablogger.com/episode112. And what that does is it tells you if your website was banned. Okay, so they can ban you, and they can ban your website, or they can ban both. And this sandbox allows you to put your URL in there and then it does a scan and it tells you whether it has been banned or not. Fortunately for you, I actually went ahead and did this. I put your URL, leanbodyworks.com, into the Google AdSense sandbox and it says that your website was not banned. So I don't think you're going to have a problem. But I would still be careful personally if I were doing this. Uh, I would try. I would have it approved on a different website. And if you, you know, decide to put it back on LeanBodyWorks.com and make sure you understand why you were banned in the first place, 
and make sure that it's not going to be um, um, your website isn't going to be violating their terms and conditions and you're sure about that, then I would go ahead and put it back on that site. That's exactly what I did personally. I'm no AdSense expert. I don't fully understand Google. No one fully understands Google. <laughs> But that's the way I would go about it. Um, and once again, I checked the sandbox and it's, it, it showed that your site was okay. So you should be fine to, to, to put AdSense on that site. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, and, you know, if Google AdSense doesn't work out, Google AdSense honestly isn't the best way to make money uh, from, with your blog. There are many other ways that you can explore. And, um, you know, I talk a lot about that in many of my other episodes. So I'm not going to go into that in detail. But I hope that answers your question. And we're going to move on to the next one from Lucy Jennings, Jennings sorry, about feed blitz, feed blitz. So take it away, Lucy. Hello, Leslie. This is Lucy Jennings. And my question is, how, um, can you please give us advice on feed blitz? I really like the way your emails look. And they're so professional and crisp looking. I'd like to know the, um, more details about it. I looked on this site, but I always like your advice. Thanks. Bye. You are very much welcome. Hey, thank you so much for calling in that question, Lucy. Um, Feed Blitz. FeedBlitz is a service that I just recently started using, and I'll kind of give you the background as to why I'm using it. Um, I've been a FeedBurner user since the beginning of my blogging efforts. Um, FeedBurner is a service now it's owned by Google, and it's a service where you can burn your RSS feeds. Um, and what that basically means is that it's going to format it for all types of different readers. So whether whether someone is using um, Google Reader, which is being closed down, or Feedly, or whether you're submitting your feed to iTunes for your podcast, or whatever the case might be, FeedBurner takes it and formats it in a way that makes it easy to consume. Not only easy to consume, but it also makes it friendly for all these different services. Now, here's the problem. Google has not been supporting FeedBlitz for the last few years. And that concerns me. I get the feeling, and there are, there's a lot of rumors that have been going around, but I get the feeling that eventually FeedBurner might no longer be with us. And not only that, I don't like using a service that plays a vital part in my business but offers no customer support. So I decided to look for a different option. And in looking around, the one that a lot of people were recommended was um, FeedBlitz. And I actually met the owner of FeedBlitz, Phil Hollows, um, at New Media Expo. And I, I spoke to him about it, and it seemed like a good service. So I signed up for FeedBlitz. It's a paid service. It's a paid version. My, my explanation is it's a paid version of FeedBurner, but they offer customer support. That, to me, is huge. Now, if you are just using it for RSS, it's $1.49 a month. So that's not a lot of money. However, if you're doing RSS to email where someone can submit their email address and get your blog post sent to them um, via email, then it's going to be higher. It's going to be more than that. For example, for up to 999 subscribers, it's $13.95, and you can go up from there. It's not a very expensive service, um, but it does the job. It offers customer support, and if you're just using it for RSS, it is $1.49 per month. They have decent features. I was not 
personally, I wasn't happy with the way it supports podcasts, um, but I was told by Phil Hollows that they are now supporting it. I haven't fully checked that out, um, but I will be checking it out in the future. So I hope that answers your question, Lucy. Let's take the next one from Tumi, all the way from Nigeria. Hi, Leslie. Um, Tumi from Nigeria. Um, I want to ask, um, I, I want to, um, thanks for this opportunity um, to ask a question. Um, I want to ask about the tips that um, you use for your website, especially the interactive biology. You use um, things like TV theme, new things. I want to know more about those things. Thank you very much. Bye. You are very much welcome, and thank you for calling in that um, question. You know, I'm, I just get excited when I hear um, people calling in from all over the world, not just the United States or anything of that sort, people from Nigeria. There's another caller from Malaysia, and there are callers from pretty much all over the world, and that, that is the power of blogging, of podcasting. You get to connect with people from everywhere, and to me, that's what it's all about, and, and I just get excited. about. Okay, so let me get to your question question to me before I, I just, you know, get all derailed and all that stuff. So to answer your question, when it comes to WordPress themes, themes are important in that they, they, they you know, they determine the overall layout, the design of your website. They are important, but they are not as important as we make them out to be, especially in the beginning. This is my personal opinion. What you want to do is find something that looks good, find something that organizes your content in a way that you want it to be organized, and just go with it. There are so many themes out there, and you can even start with a free theme. In, in, in my Become a Blogger course, I talk about that, and I talk about premium themes, and premium themes offer premium features and premium support, but they do not drive your business. Content is king when it comes to your business, and, and you know once you have great content, people are more forgiving of design. That being said, having a nice and attractive theme really gives a good impression of your blog. When someone comes to your blog, you want them to think, huh, this is, this is a professional blog or this is a fun blog or depending on exactly what you're going for, you want them to get that feel. Now, with my interactive biology blog, the one that I'm using right now is called DTube, D-E-T-U-B-E, and I'll include an, a link to where I purchased it in the show notes. Um, uh, I think the place that I purchased it is, yes, themeforest.net. Um, and you can either just go there and search for it or you can come back to this episode and you can get the link directly to it. And the reason I chose it is it was kind of formatted like YouTube. And since the main thing for my biology blog is my biology videos, I wanted to go with that video feel and it does a very good job at doing that. Um, it's responsive, so it looks good on your computer, on your iPad, your iPhone, your, your Android device, regardless of what you do it on it looks good i like it so it works for me so find a theme that you like go with it for premium themes i like woo themes i like um elegant themes um thesis themes yeah you know it's okay you know a lot of the themes when it comes to <laughs> the features and so on that they offer many times it's just marketing it's just me trying to make my theme sound better than everyone else is so that you can pay for it it's not necessary, but 
it is valuable depending on the theme that you get. All right. Um, oh, wow. 19 minutes already. I get long-winded when I answer you guys this question. But as long as it's offering value, that's pretty much what I care about. And if you have a question that you want me to get long-winded about and <laughs> answer it on this, hotline, on this podcast, you can call the hotline. And that number is... 888-835-2414. Get that stuck in your brain so that anytime you think about a blogging question, um, you can go ahead and call the number at... 888-835-2414. So let's now talk about these 10 things that you can do outside of blogging to help grow your blog so that you don't get stuck in this rut of, you know, I'm just blogging, I'm just blogging, it's just me in this room. What can you do? I want to talk about these 10 things that I've been doing um, and that I've seen have really helped the growth of my blog. Thing number one. I don't like calling it thing number one. Let's go with thing number one. Anyhow, thing number one, attend live conferences. Now, this is something that I underestimated until I started going to these live conferences. My first time was when I went to the Financial Bloggers Conference. It was in Illinois. Um, and I went because I heard that Pat Flynn and Cliff Ravenscraft were doing a meetup. And I thought to myself, hey, that's two hours away. I can go and check it out. I knew the person that, um, um, or, uh, that put it together, Philip um, Taylor from ptmoney.com and I you know I figured hey this would be a, a cool opportunity to, to meet some of these people in person and then from there I went to blog world where I, I, I did a, a session there um, uh, a panel discussion and then I did a I went to new media expo in Vegas this last January where I spoke about podcasting but and and as I mentioned at the beginning I'm going to the savvy blogging conference in June and this I mean, I I really can't describe how awesome my experiences have been in terms of being able to rub shoulders with other like-minded individuals that are doing things like I'm doing. You know, you talk to your friends and your family about blogging and everyone's like, I don't understand. Why are you blogging? And what is this blogging thing all about? How is it a business? But to connect with people that are into whatever it is you're into Face-to-face, that is powerful, and it really helps you to nurture relationships that can really grow your business, grow your your blog, your brand, all that jazz. Now, this is something that, you know, I'm talking about it within the context of blogging, people that are, you know, bloggers, but even... Outside of blogging, Um, for example, I have my biology blog where I do anatomy and physiology videos in May. Is it May? Yes, next month. I'm going to a human anatomy and physiology conference in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm excited about that. That's my first conference outside of teaching people to blog and all that kind of stuff, but it's about something that I'm passionate about. It's in my niche, and it's going to allow me to connect with other people that are passionate about similar things um, when it comes to like my biology blog and those types of things. So whatever your niche is, there are conferences that are in your niche or related to your niche. Find them. Just do a search. The way I found this anatomy and physiology conference was I did a Google search for anatomy and physiology conferences. And lo and behold, there was one that's offered every year and in Vegas this year. So I'll be in Vegas twice this year. And I'm excited to go go to that one because it's something that's different and it's something that is related to my blog. So number one, 
Thing number one is go to conferences, attend conferences. Thing number two, I've spoken about it already, meetups. Meetups are powerful because once again, you're getting to rub shoulders with people that are passionate about the same things that you're passionate about. The first one, actually the first two that I've gone to um, was the meetups that were the meetups that Pat Flynn and Cliff Ravencraft put Cliff Ravenscraft um, put together. Um, the first one was in Illinois, and the second one was in Vegas. Um, and actually, the second one was just Pat Flynn. But being able to connect with people, the second one had about a hundred people, I think, if I remember correctly, um, coming in and out. But you you got to sit around and talk and eat some food and you know laugh and connect with people. And many of the people that I've con- I connected with personally at these meetups are people that I connect with today on a regular basis, whether it's tweeting at them or, or talking on Facebook or, or talking on Skype, whatever the case might be. Meeting in person does something for those relationships. Now, if you don't know about which meetups are going on or you don't know people in your niche, just go to meetups.com. Is it meetups or meetup? Uh, meetup.com, not meetups, uh, take away that S, go to meetup.com and you'd be surprised. You can search for specific topics and find people that are doing meetups in your area. And and this, of course, is if you are in the U.S. I don't know if it it's also um, all across the world, um, but you can check it out and and try to see if there are things in your area that you are interested in um, and you would be surprised. A, a friend of mine, uh, Chris from DayJobKnockout.com, he has just started getting into meetups from meetups.com and he's actually using them to, to, to do presentations. So he would set up a meetup and people would come to learn about Twitter or about social media and those types of things. And it's a good way to start building an audience even. So meetups... Thing number two, thing number one, conferences. Thing number two, meetups. Thing number three, events. This kind of sounds similar to the first two, and it is in some ways, but I'm talking about events like, you know, I I blog about biology, so I might go to research symposiums or science fairs. Um, You might be a food blogger. You can go to food tasting events. Or, you know, if you're into art, you can go to art shows and all these different types of events within your niche. Think about your niche. Think about what people are doing, what types of events are out there, and go to those events. If nothing else, it can give you ideas for content. And as we know, content is king. Um, So events, another great way to do things outside of your blog that will help your blog. Thing number four, Skype calls. Sounds simple, and you probably already do that to connect with friends, connect with family. When I was in Colombia, I was Skyping with my with my wife to see little Noah and all that kind of stuff. I'm Skyping with my dad at home. I'm Skyping with family. I'm Skyping with friends. Skype is awesome because you can talk to people, you can see people, and this help you to helps you to take your connections to the next level. Now, just think about this. Um, let's say someone comes to your blog and they love what you do at your blog and they're so excited about the content and you offer to do a quick Skype call with them and you connect with them and you talk to them on video and you engage them in in the topic that you're blogging about, 
what would that do for your connection with that person? Now, you may be thinking, yeah, but that's just one person. And I will respond by saying, yes, but that is one person. One person. That's so valuable. So to be able to connect with that one valuable person, for me to be able to connect with you, I just think that's awesome. So by doing Skype calls, you can help to take those relationships once again to the next level. Now, you probably notice a lot of this is heavily um, involved in nurturing relationships, in strengthening relationships. Because remember, you're not just building a business. Yes, you're building a business, but that business is um, it's built with people, with interaction, with connection. And that's how you can take things to the next level. So that's thing number one, two, three, four. Let's go to thing number five, another way of connecting, and that is social media. Okay, so you're probably thinking, yeah, yeah, but that's involved with blogging. But I'm talking about using social media to get real connections with people and even doing things outside of your niche with those people because you know what? I don't only care about blogging. I don't only care about biology. There's so many things I care about. And to be able to share those things with people in my audience, people that I'm connecting with, networking with, it really helps you to solidify and strengthen those connections. For example, on Facebook right now, I, I've connected with so many people. I think, I, I, how many people am I connected with on Facebook? Uh, let's see right now really quick. So I have 2,143 friends. Now, of course, I don't know every one of them um, personally, but I'm getting to connect with more of them on a regular basis. Right now, we have this thing that we're doing where I have the Nike Plus app installed on my phone and I go running every morning and it tracks my runs. And I'm actually right now competing with people all over the world that I'm friends with on Facebook, friendly competition. Right now I'm number six <laughs> in line and I'm trying to get up to that number one. That number one person right now is Pat Flynn and he annoys me because I, 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 he's my goal is to take him down. <laughs> but you see, that has nothing to do with blood. Blogging. But it's a part of my life. It's a part of his life. It's a part of some of the other people that I'm running with, their life. Caesar, Caesar Abid, and, and Spencer Jones. You may not know those people, um, but I've connected with them on Facebook, and we are running together in different parts of the world. Just doing those types of things, sharing pictures, videos, and, and so on. You know, I think it's very powerful. Um, I'm actually working on something right now behind the scenes um, where I can interact with you more on social media, not specifically with blogging, but just to connect, just to be real and have those types of relationships where I know you by name, but not just by name. I know you because um, you just had a, a son or like I did, my little Noah, and on those types of things, real connections, taking things to the next level. Because you know what? I love interacting with you. And if I had to choose between interacting with you, interacting with the people that are listening to this podcast and, and money, just doing a business for money, I would choose this any day over the money stuff. You know, money is good and I like money, but I like connections even more. So that's thing number five. We got five more to go. Good stuff here. Number six, mastermind groups. Oh, I can't tell you how valuable this 
is, you know, my first real exposure to a mastermind group, it was kind of an informal mastermind group, and it's still going on. My, my, my good friend Chris from DayJobKnockout.com, from way back in, in 2008, we connected and, and we, we started talking on the phone. I actually went down to visit him. Um, and, and, you know, anytime I'm doing something, we kind of bounce our ideas off of each other um, and get feedback, get input, sometimes cut each other's idea down and say, you know, that's stupid. You don't want to do that. Of course, not in that way. Um, but it really helps to, to, to move, move you forward when you have someone that you can bounce those ideas off of. And then when we were relaunching Become a Blogger, I had a little mastermind group with um, Gideon, um, Shal Gideon Shalwick, Yarrow Starak, and myself. And we would meet every, um, every two weeks and every week at one point when we were getting right there into the launch and so on. And it was just invaluable. And now I'm actually in, uh, we just started this, but I'm in a, a mastermind group with Pat Flynn, Cliff Ravenscraft, and Mark Mason. Um, and every week we get on a call and we discuss our business. We discuss, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. And it really helps us to hold each other accountable and take things to the next level. Um, I know there are people in the Become a Blogger community that have started their own masterminds within in the community, um, uh, Rob Har Robert Harper, um, he started one, and you know I know they meet on a regular basis. Dr. Nikki, she has another mastermind group going on, and it's just great to see people making those genuine connections, holding each other accountable, and and working on taking what they're doing up a notch, taking it up to the next level, and that's what it's all about. So number six, mastermind groups. Number seven, this one doesn't have to, now we're moving from um, just connecting with people to, to, to expanding your mind. Um, and number, number seven would be to take classes. I know, I know, this is school I'm talking to you about, or, or not even just school, but just taking classes, um, educating yourself so that you can become a better you. Educating yourself on, on, on stuff in your niche, um, whether you're blogging about biology or, or whatever the case might be. Um, for example, um, I know that I, I love audio. So what I did is I did a recording engineering certification and I took that course. So now I'm a certified record, recording engineer. And you know what? That helps me now with my podcasting. I know a lot more about podcasting because of that course, that certification that I went through. And this can be something as simple as taking, you know, a, a class in your local community college that's related to your niche so that you can learn more to be able to share more higher value content so that you can then share that content with your audience. Um, and it doesn't even have to be at a college. It can just be like a local cooking class, for example. Anything to help you learn more about your niche. It's a great idea. Another way, which is tip, uh, um, tip number eight or thing number eight, is to read books. Oh, I love doing this. I love to read. When I was younger, I hated reading. Oh, man. I remember to graduate from high school in St. Martin. You guys in the U.S. have it easy. But in St. Martin, I had to read 15 English books, no, sorry, 15 Dutch books, 12 English books, 8 Spanish books, 8 French books, do a, a written report in the language and then an oral report at the end of the year. Yeah, 
That's a whole lot of reading. Now, I was a terrible student, so I didn't do all the reading. Um, but now I love reading. I love reading to expand my mind, to learn new things so, so that I can be up to date as to, you know, the knowledge that's out there. And I can share that content with you. Um, some of my favorite books when it comes to online business or just business in general would be number one, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was the book that really got me interested in entrepreneurship. Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Love it, love it, love it. Read it, then listened to it a few times, a bunch of times actually. Another one, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That is one of my favorite books. And, you know, just reading, reading to educate yourself and to be more informed about what it is you're talking about. A lot of people um, ask, I've, I've heard this question a lot, you know, how do you come up with ideas for content? This is one great way to come up with ideas for content. Read. Open the book. Or if you don't want to read necessarily, you can go with audiobooks. And this is something that I started doing uh, probably about a year ago, and I fell in love with it. Audible, uh, the Audible is a service where you can um, uh, pay monthly and get audiobooks delivered to your, your device, whether it's your smartphone or, or whatever the case might be, or downloaded on your computer. I listen to audiobooks sometimes when I'm running, when I'm cleaning, when I'm doing stuff around the house. Whatever it is I'm doing, I can listen to an audiobook and still consume that content. Uh, if you want to check it out, becomeablogger.com slash audible. That is an affiliate link. Um, so I do get a little bit of a commission if you do sign up. But it is such a great service. I highly recommend it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, almost as much as I love uh, listening to podcasts. Okay, so that's thing number eight. Thing number nine, that means we only have two more, so let's do it. Thing number nine, random fun stuff. <laughs> this has absolutely nothing to do with blogging, but it has everything to do with having fun. And I love to have some fun. You know, I remember uh, last year I did a video when I went out segwaying. I, I went on a segway tour of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I recorded a video and I posted that on the blog. But it was just something that was fun. It's a change in pace. You know, we were always, uh, it seems like we're always bogged down with all the work that we have to do. Um, I know I get bogged down and sometimes just getting out there and doing something fun, going segueing, going to a party, whatever you do for fun, do that. Just random fun stuff. One of the things that I want to do and I'm looking forward to doing this is skydiving. Uh, have you ever been skydiving? I have never done it, but I want to do it. It's on my bucket list that I am creating right now. So that's number nine. And we have one more thing. That's thing number 10. And that is to relax and take a break. You know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And you don't want to be a dull boy. Dull boys are so dull. You don't want to do that. That's just whack. You know, when I went down to Columbia and I had three days by myself, it was great. Um, and, you know, I just had time to just relax a little bit. Um, you know, <laughs> this really helps. It helps to clear your mind. It helps to refocus you so that you can, when you get back to work, you can fully get back to work. If you're just constantly working and never taking a break, you're not going to be operating at your fullest potential. Um, and I'm not just talking about, you know, these big trips and big 
big breaks or anything of that sort. Even the regular day-to-day breaks where you, you don't focus on anything or you just you just relax. You spend some time with your family. For me, first thing in the morning, I, I you know, you just kind of sit there. You get your thoughts together. You uh, For me, I do my devotions and so on. It's a break. It's a change in pace. It's a way for me to relax, get my thoughts together, and then... When it's time to get back to business, we get back to business. So those are my 10 things. I hope you found value in it. Let me recap those 10 things. Number one, go to conferences. Number two, attend meetups. Number three, events. I guess I could start my music, right? Let me do that while I'm, while I'm doing this, all right? Events. Number, th- number four, Skype calls. Number five, social media and real connections on social media. Number six, form a mastermind group, even if you do it within the Become a Blogger community. I would love for you to do that. Uh, Number seven, attend classes to educate yourself. Number eight, read books or listen to books on Audible, um, becomeablogger.com slash Audible. Number nine, do random fun stuff. And number 10, relax and take a break. That's all. Yeah, those are my 10 tips. You know, as usual, we're ending this off. This episode was brought to you by my free videos on how to become a blogger over at freebloggingvideos.com where you can avoid the hassle and stress of not knowing how to get your blog up and running. I've personally seen that that's one of the biggest things that hold people back from starting their blogs. So I created this to help you so that you don't have to go through that headache. Freebloggingvideos.com. Check them out today. That's all I got to say for this episode. I had a lot of fun. I'm so excited to get back to podcasting. Hopefully, I can have another episode for you next week. But if not, I know you will forgive me. And I thank you in advance. Um, But that's all I got to say. So until next time, take care. And God bless. Two, four, one, four.